Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. The simplest lesson or the most basic of the principles of the doctrines of Christ. It's just walking by faith. And today, we, we start to talk to you about the steps to trusting God. And we're still there. We, we talked about step one, which is um, knowing the will of God. Faith begins with the will of God is known. We told you that you find the will of God in the word of God. Amen. I'm going to need for you to pull on me real, real hard today. Just, real, just pull. I believe God's going to speak to us. And the, more, the harder you pull, the more basic we're going to become. How's that? Hebrews chapter 10, look at verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience or consistency, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now notice from the scripture, just let me just uh, set it up for a minute, that the, 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 uh, the, the promises of God are not received until after the will of God is done. So after you've done the will of God, there is a waiting period. The Bible says you need to be consistent and patient because after you've done what God wants you to do, then the promise will manifest. Verse 37 says, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, not by miracles. A miracle is a temporary interruption in the natural order of things so that God can get his promise or his resource into the earth. It's just temporary. The Bible never says that the just shall live by miracles. We live by faith. The thing with, now watch this now. If, if I live by faith, I put a demand on God for my daily bread. But if I'm living by miracles, I have to wait until they come and they don't come every day. There's no guarantee that miracles happen every day. But the just shall live by what? By faith. And the Bible says here now, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition or unto waste but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let's be seated. I want to move on this real quickly because I believe it's the will of God for us to understand what the spirit of the Lord is saying. I want to begin by making an address of verse 35. The Bible says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, which means now when I come to God for the reward or for the promise, I have to give, him, I have to give my confidence in exchange for it. It's what I exchange to receive it. It's a ticket I give to God, and he gives me back the promise. Now, understand this now. The Bible says that, that, my, that if I don't expect it, God will not do it. He could have promised it, but if I don't expect it, God will not do it. How many of you understand that? Now, now look, at the, look at verse 39, the last phrase in verse 39. But we are not of them uh, uh, that, who draw back. And the last phrase says, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You are what's called a tripartite being. Tripartite simply means you have three parts. Tri is three, partite refers to parts. It simply means that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. You, you, you are not a body, and you're not a soul. When you are born again, your spirit was born again, but your soul was not. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, 
and your emotions. And they were not born again. They weren't saved. You know that. You still think the same way and, you know, want the same things from time to time and feel the same way. How many of you can say, yeah, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay? So my spirit was born again, but not my soul. My soul is in the process of being saved. It's called sanctification. Several scriptures in the Bible talk about the saving of the soul. Everybody say the saving of the soul. So, so the Lord right now is saving our souls. He's, he's getting your mind right. You got it? He's getting your, your will. The Bible says, for it's God who works within us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's working on your want to. He's working on your chooser. You got it? He's working on your will. And then eventually when your mind gets right and your will is to the will of God, uh, married to the will of God, then your feelings will change. So what I want to do today is I want to take you through, and this is going to be probably the most basic thing I've ever taught you. Every time I say that, it turns into something deep. But what I want to show you from the scripture is that walking by faith, living by faith is not a hard thing. I've been to several conferences where you heard people teaching about faith, and it makes faith sound like this mystical, magical, deep thing. How many of you have ever heard teaching on faith and you leave going, man, I don't even understand that? It reminds me when I first heard teaching on first fruits. I was listening to them, very prominent, famous ministers on television, teaching on first fruit, and to my mind, it didn't make sense. I couldn't imagine that, that, that the way they were presenting the first fruit offering was the will of God. And so I began to study, began to study, began to believe God, set my faith. And then I went to, went to uh, uh, Houston and heard Dr. Ivy Hilliard teach on it. And, and based on what I had studied and what he explained, then I said, now this is the right way. And so every year before impact offering, I teach on first fruit. So we can get a revelation of it. Not everything you hear on television is right. Amen? And a lot of times you heard faith being taught on television, and it left you more confused. You got it? Then fix. Now, uh, what about this? Uh, you, uh, they start teaching this thing called a Passover offering. You heard that? You know, Passover offering. Well, folks start sending me Passover offering. I start sending it back. Writing them letters, telling them, no, don't send me a Passover offering. I don't believe that the way that they're teaching it. I believe, according to Scripture, that Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. Amen? He, 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 he is the Passover lamb. And so I don't, I don't buy into a lot of what I call, I subscribe to a lot of famous teaching. I subscribe to truth. Now, what I want to teach you today is how easy it is to walk by faith. But to get it right, you have to understand the first time you ever release faith for anything as it pertains to God was your salvation. I want to show you how it works. How many of you ready for this journey? I want to do the short version so we can get out of here. Go in your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 11. Now, for, for the sake of, of time, I don't want to be defining Hebrew words and all this stuff. Give me the New Living Translation on the screen, please. Uh, uh, New Living Translation, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11. Now, what I want you to understand is Moses is the eldest statesman in Israel. He is, uh, for all intents and purposes, he's the president, he's the priest, he's the king, he's everything God chose him to start this new nation. And so God is teaching Moses how he is to live before him. And you're going to find that in the scripture, the, the whole plan of God from the fall of Adam was to redeem man to himself. God wants a relationship with man. It's, it's important that you, you realize that this is Moses before his demise. He's speaking before he is to, he's to die because he's not going to the promised land. He's speaking to the children of Israel and he says, this command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand. It is not beyond your reach. Now, be, uh, flip to verse 12. Let me explain this. Everybody look at me. It's going to help you. What he was giving them were, now, the, um, in the Old Testament, uh, everything that was given was in parabolic form. It was almost mythical or, or allegorical. It, it, was, it was a story given with the intent of explaining something that was to come. 
God had no intent ever for anyone to ever keep the law. He knew they couldn't keep it. The whole purpose of the law was to explain to people, you can't please God. So what God know, God know how man is because through sin, man has taken on this pride and God knew that man would try to reach him. So initially, God does not give him relationship. God gives him religion. And God says, you do these things and you reach me. Now understand that what we know as the Decalogue, which is the Ten Commandments, that's, a, that's really a capsulization of the original 613 commandments. God gave him 613 commandments. I said, I want you to memorize these and do them. If you do these, then we're good. 613 commandments. If you miss one, you miss all. And Moses gives him the 613. Go back to verse 11. And here's what he says to him. He says, he says uh, this command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand. And it's not beyond your reach. Verse 12, he says, it is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey it. Keep, keep rolling. It is not kept beyond the sea or across the ocean so far away that you must ask who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey it. Verse 14, no, the message is very close at hand. It is, in, is it on your lips and it's in your heart so that you can obey it. Here's what he said. What Moses is telling him, he said, it's not hard. You don't, have to, you don't have to send someone to heaven to get it or send someone across the ocean. He said, here's how easy it is. He said, the order of God is that you take these 613 commandments and put them in your heart so they can be on your, on your lips so you can just do them. So here's what happens. God gives Moses 613. He capsulizes them to 10. They're reduced to one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. Uh, thou shalt uh, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, strength. So he says, loving God reduces all these commandments. He said, if you love me and put me first, you, you can keep the 613. Now, in the commandment, God is a powerful God. Uh, write this down. God never commands us to do what he didn't create us to do. God never commands us to do what he didn't create us to do. And so what God did, God gave these, these commandments, and in all of this whole system... This law system, the whole intent of God is not that man should please him. God knew they couldn't please him with the law. The whole intent of the Old Testament, watch this now, was to paint a picture of what God intended to do. So when you read the New Testament and you look back at the Old Testament, now it makes sense because the fulfillment is in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, it's just a projection or a picture of what God wants to do. How many of you got it? It's, it's like God gives you a snapshot of something. You don't know what you're looking at. You say, you know what, this looks really good. Don't know what it is, but it looks good. Don't know what it's for, but it's pretty. And then now you go back and you look and you say, oh, that's what that was. My son uh, yesterday brought the ultrasound. I'm expecting another, another uh, grandbaby, another daughter. I made a dec declaration in my house. Don't nobody else bring me no granddaughters. <laughs> Time for some boys now, in the name of Jesus. If I have to line you up and spew oil on you, we're going to get some grandsons in the name of Jesus. So, so they bring me this, this uh, ultrasound picture, and you look at this child inside the womb, and you go, wow. That's a real person. But how many of you know that's just a, 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 a figure of things to come? It's not the real, listen, that's just a picture of what's in there. But, but uh, I, I believe they may be inducing labor tomorrow, so I may be a, a, a brand new big daddy tomorrow again. Okay? And when that happens, yeah, that's, that's good to give the Lord praise for. My last girl, in the name of Jesus, I declare it. But when the baby comes, the baby's not going to look anything like the picture per se because that's just a type and shadow. That's what the law was. It was to convince man that it's difficult to please God by, on his own. 
So when Moses gives, now this scripture that I'm showing you is, t- is, 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 is um, quoted twice in scripture. The first time Moses says it. And Moses makes this declaration. He says, I know I just gave you 613 commandments, but you must understand it's not hard to do. He said, hey, here's the principle. If you could get it in your heart and speak it out of your mouth, he said, you will be able to keep 613 commandments. You know what? On, on your job, they probably ain't got but six commandments that you can't keep. <laughs> 613, where do we begin? We're supposed, you know, it, it's difficult. Now I want to show you the power in this. He, uh, what did we stop? What verse did we stop at? 14, no, keep put, put it back up there. We got to read the rest. He says, now listen, today I'm giving you a choice between what? Life and death. Life and, death and between what? Here's what he said. It's easy. He said, well, here's what I want you to do. If you could keep these 613 commandments, he says, it, it will be to you life and prosperity. But if you can't keep them, it'll be death and disaster. He said, what I'm giving you today is a choice between life and prosperity and death and disaster. He said, Pastor, that's not fair because God knew they couldn't keep them. No, no, you must understand. There was a system he brought in place. Let me show you how thorough God is. For every Israelite, he was commanded to keep the law. But if he couldn't, if he, if he sinned in some uh, area of the law, then he was to bring to God a sacrifice. Let me walk you through the sacrificial system. If you were a priest or a king, you brought bullocks. Bullocks were the big, just cows is what they were. You bring a cow, which had the most blood per square pound or square inch, they said, of any other uh, uh, beast. I don't know that's what they say. But if you were just what was called a common citizen, you brought a lamb. You bring a lamb to the priest, and the priest will sacrifice a lamb. But let's say you can afford a lamb. You brought a turtle dove. Let me show you how this system worked. You're, you're poor, so you bring a turtle dove, two per- turtle doves that you probably know by name. The kids have probably named them. And you're going to the priest because you have sinned. You bring the turtle dove, you're petting him, you give him to the priest, and the priest took the turtle dove, and he confessed your sins over, and then he wrung his neck. Turtle dove lays overhead, and then... He cuts it and takes the blood and sprinkles it on the side of the altar. You're traumatized. He just killed the pet and sprinkled his blood on the altar, and that was a part of the system that God put in place. So he said, watch this now. If I couldn't do what God wanted me to do, there's a system that kept me on the line of life and prosperity and not death and disaster. How many of you see this? Everybody say, God is thorough. But you must understand that the law was never intended for Gentile believers. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story featuring the lead single It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. 
prayer at first was a struggle because you know it, it really takes faith to pray you have to you have to trust that God is like a person he's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer in this book you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want it's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about him yes. pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Do you know, do you know that God never even intended for the Gentiles to know about the law? When the gospel was preached, the law was not preached and would start to happen. Imagine this. Imagine with me for a moment. That ha- Now, um, I'm going to read a scripture to you. From, as a matter of fact, turn to Romans chapter 10. I want to show you this. Imagine that, that we are living in Rome. Rome is the capital city of Gentile civilization. What's a Gentile pastor? It's a person that's not a Jew. No matter what your, pop, your, uh, your nationality is, if you, if you were alive in those times, you're called a Gentile, a non-Jew. And so here's the gospel being preached, and the Jews are like, man, listen, if this is true, then this is a blessing. But understand this. There were in Rome at this time um, what we call uh, Herodians, Hellenists, or different groups of people who were Jews by birth, but they were living amongst the Romans in Rome. Rome was the capital city of Gentile population. So imagine this church now got saved from the preaching of the Word of God, but half the church are Jewish by background and the other half are Gentile. Let me tell you the disconnect. The Gentile half of the church, all they know is, is wicked living. They have multiple gods. They worship in temples where fornication is a part of their worship. They're eating blood as part of their worship. And everything they worship is an idol. On the other side of the church, now the Jewish half, these people, all they know is the law of Moses. 613 commandments reduced to 10, reduced to 1. That's all they know. And so they're over here, and now I come preaching Jesus Christ. And here's what I say. I say, you don't need to do anything but receive Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Gentiles are like, yes. The Jews are like, wait a minute. Now the congregation begins to intermingle, intermarry, and now we got a conflict. Here's the conflict. Which gospel is correct? There are two different Jesuses being preached. The Pharisees that got saved, Pharisees, scribes, and Sadducees, are preaching to the people. Here's what they're telling them. They're saying, You must come through Judaism to Christianity. That is the conflict in the book of Galatians, where Paul says to them, he says, you you foolish Galatians. He said, how is it that you're you're going towards the law? Now, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm setting this up to show you this. When you came to Christ, there was never a need for you to think you have to do something to be accepted. The whole intent of God was that the just shall live by faith. Everything. So you, but you say, well, Pastor, wait a minute. I don't understand faith because you've been hearing this crazy teaching. Have faith in your faith. Have faith for a house. Have, no, wait, wait, wait. The Bible never gives us faith for. And on one instance, we saw he had faith to be healed. Jesus often said, daughter or son, thy faith had made thee whole. 
but he always indicated that faith was faith in God. Got it? Now, now this, is, this is real basic. It's, it's, it's almost too simple. It's almost too simple, but I got to do this. Y'all indulge me for a moment. Now, get this now. So living by faith is not too difficult to understand, nor is it beyond our reach. All we need to do is have an understanding or know for sure that God has already taken care of everything for us. The truth must be in our hearts and in our mouth. Here's what, here's what he says. Uh, if you could, if he could, if you could uh, keep 613 or try to, with just having it in your heart and in your mouth, then the new way has to work better. Because remember this, everybody remember this. This was just a picture of things to come. Everything in the Old Testament is just a picture. It's, it's telling a story. And if you understand that, you could take the cross and lay it on the tabernacle and see that every major point touches something. At the feet of the cross is a, the, the brazen altar. You go in the right hand on my right side is a table of showbread. The left side is the candlesticks. On, the, on the, top, the top of the cross is where the Ark of the Covenant is. And in the center where the heart is, of the, the heart of the cross, is the, is the altar of incense where we worship. It's all a picture. It all shows you what's to come. How many of you are still with me? Okay, good. Now, so what you have to understand is, as we deal with this is that when you start understanding that God in the Old Testament was just showing pictures and telling stories, now it makes sense that Moses was told to speak to the rock and he struck it and God disqualified him. You say, well, that's really hard. No. See, Moses was living by a script and the script said that the rock would be struck once. Well, Pastor, how, what rock? Well, the Bible tells us the rock, there was a rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. Okay, now, let me, let me help you out something. I'm looking at your faces. In the Bible, God actually tells us what everything means. What we have done is we've made up our own religion. And for some of you, studying the Bible is new to you. Because the kind of church you came from, now, I'm, I'm not mocking. I, I'm ordained Pentecostal. But in Pentecostal church, how many of you just start studying your Bible? Put your hand up, just start studying your Bible. Only a few of us, let me prove to you, you, just, you didn't just, I mean, you haven't been studying your Bible all along. See, I, I was in an old country Pentecostal church. And in the country Pentecostal church, you didn't need many words. No, no. You need to know, you need to know, thank you. If you can say that, you were good. And then you need to know, glory. You know no two words were good. Because everything else we said, it weren't words. Hey, oh, hey. hey. That's all we did. It weren't words. That's all the words you need to know. Come on, you know it's true. You have to know how to dance. And if you can sing it, it will help. But the truth is, we didn't need no much word. Matter of fact, I'm going to prove it to you. You've been to services where you left church, you were just fired up, and someone said, you said, man, that, that preacher preached today, and you said, what did he say? He said, I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> Put your hand up if it's ever been through that. So how many of you can say, Pastor, I can see you just started really studying your Bible. Put your hand up. That's a better count. That's a better count. Now, I'm going to show you the same scripture Paul is preaching. He goes to Rome. He's preaching in the capital of Gentile civilization. And he's taking this new people. And he's telling them the same words that Moses told him, but he's showing them what it really meant. Put it up there in the message translation, Romans chapter 10 and verse 4. Romans chapter 10 and verse 4. Amen. Y'all stay with me. Look at your neighbor quickly. Say, neighbor, if I fall asleep, I give you permission to hit me upside the head so I won't miss what God is saying. Amen. Now, you are your witnesses that you just give permission to hit you. Right. Now, look at, look at verse 4. Uh, 
there's a discrepancy. We have a divided church. There are Jews and there are Gentiles. And the Jewish uh, background says that, no, no, we got to keep the law of Moses. We got to do something. But Paul has preached now to the, to the uh, Gentiles and told them, no, you don't need to do anything but believe. That sounds like greasy grace. It seems, seems like you're giving me license to sin. On this side, they, they can't receive it. So what Paul starts and he says, watch this, the earlier revelation was intended simply to get us ready for the Messiah. He said, the thing you read in the Old Testament, it wasn't really, he says, not really for, practical, practical for you to do. It was just an example or a story to tell you where we were going. He says, the early revelation was intended simply to get us ready for the Messiah. Who then puts everything right for those who trust him to do it? So in the Old Testament, watch this now, I became right by doing it myself. But in the New Testament, he says, what, it, what God was trying to show you is you couldn't do it yourself. And the way he wants it is, you trust me to put it right for you. That's what the revelation meant. We're not done yet. I'm about to show you. This is, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ready? Look at this. Look at verse 5. Moses wrote that anyone who insists on using the law code to live right before God soon discovers it's not so easy. Every detail of life was regulated by what? The fine print is what was against you. See, you thought you only had 10 commandments. But no, there were 613. It wasn't just that I couldn't kill. But there were also law codes concerning if I did kill accidentally. It wasn't just that I had to put God first, but I had to put him first in my worship, in my eating, in my sleeping, the clothes I wore. I couldn't wear blended wool and something else. If all I had was a cow and a donkey, I couldn't put a yoke on them and have them mow my, my, uh, my, my yard or till the ground together. Why? Because God says he didn't want it. It was the fine print. Everybody shout the fine print. fine print. And that's what's beating you up now. Here you are. You said you gave your life to Jesus Christ, but you're trying to do everything yourself. And the fine print is eating your lunch and popping the bag. Yes, sir. Now watch this, watch this. But trusting God to shape the right living in us is a different story. No precarious climb. The word precarious means unstable, uncertain, or dangerous. No precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. Verse 7. No dangerous descent into hell to rescue Messiah. Verse 8. 8, yeah. So what exactly was Moses saying? What was Moses, this is a question. You read verse, or Genesis, I mean Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, and it says if you do these things, you will choose life and prosperity, but if you don't do them, you just chose death and disaster. And here I am saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, and the climate of my life is a climate of death and disaster. When God has promised me life and prosperity, and the only disconnect is I don't know how to live by faith. I don't, because what I've been taught, even the faith we've been taught is something that you do. I believe God and nothing happened. Your faith, you didn't have enough faith. So how much faith do I need? Is, is there a schedule or a list on how much faith it takes to buy a car? Or how much faith it takes to get healed? Or how much faith, you see what I'm saying? So how do I know when there's enough faith? That, you see, you, now, you, now you confuse me. So I got to show you that faith is not what you think it is. Faith is always, watch this now, faith is always held up against law. In the law, I had to do it. But for faith, God has done it 
for me. Watch this now. Watch this. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves, here's what Moses was saying. The word that saves is right here. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Stop right there. Let me explain something to you. This this is going to help you. What does the term the word of faith mean? Because in every translation of this verse, it uses the term the word of faith. Can I help you? If you're going to buy some real estate, you call your lawyer because you're trying to buy some land. There are three terms you need to understand. Actually, four. Write them down. Number one, the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. You call your lawyer, and your lawyer has been to to, um, school for four years, and then he went to grad school for another four years because he wanted to be a good lawyer. So he knows all this stuff. But when you call him and ask him about real estate, number one, he doesn't tell you about about, um, um, business law. He tells you about what? Real estate. And then he specifically deals with the area you're dealing with, so he gives you a word of his knowledge. He gives you a what? Uh, or whatever his knowledge. And then now, you, based on the knowledge he knows, you ask him, so what should I do? And he tells you what you should specifically do for your situation. That's called a word of wisdom. It's called a, what, a, a word of wisdom, okay? We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.